Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. We hope and pray the following message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. Mark 16, verse 15, And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I speak to you today from this thought, a directive with a promise, and you may be seated. The first directive that we find in Mark chapter 16 are the words from Jesus that go like this. He that believeth and is baptized. The promise is revealed. He that believeth and is baptized, that's the directive, and now the promise is you'll be saved. The directive goes like this, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In both scenarios, it is clear that we must believe the word of God. So the directive is, these signs shall follow them that believe. The promise in my name, because you believe in my name, will cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, drink any deadly thing, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This is a simple message today. It's a message about a directive and the promise to those who will obey the word of God. In 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, you know it well, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. That is the directive. The directive is, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wrong ways, the promise is revealed in the next statement. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Throughout Old and New Testaments, we find that God repeatedly brings to the forefront directives for his people to follow. And it is true that every time we engage in obedience to what God has called us to do, there is associated with that obedience a promise. When a directive is given by the Lord God, it will always be associated with a promise. 
There is a God, I, I would like to call it a God-ordained balance when it comes to biblical instructions and covenants and commands and decrees. And that biblical balance, that God-ordained balance is always predicated upon a person's willingness to do what is right in the sight of God. Therefore, resting upon us is an incumbent responsibility, according to these scriptures, to believe and to respond to what God has asked us to do, to comply with the directive. When we comply with the word of God, and when we conform to the will of God, it is then that he will fulfill and activate and complete the promise he has commissioned for our lives. It was John D. Rockefeller Jr. that made this statement and he was right. He said, I believe that every right implies a responsibility and every opportunity an obligation and every possession a duty. And so every time the Lord God reveals his will, his word, his directive for our lives, every time it's revealed to us, then it is in our hands. In our meeting today with the men at 10 o'clock, we had a wonderful time of prayer and a scripture came to my mind that when we draw nigh, James said, when we draw nigh unto him, that is, that is the directive. The directive is we must draw nigh to him. The promise is, he said, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. The story of the wise man, you know him. He's the one who built his house upon the rock. The story of the foolish man, I'm sure you remember him. He built his house upon the sand. The directive was given to us through Matthew 7:24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth these sayings of mine, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock. And then he said, two verses later, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and refuses to do them shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. So the directive is we must hear and obey and build our house upon the rock. And when we do, the wind, I promise you, the wind is coming. The wind is going to blow. The waves are going to dash against your house. The rain is going to fall upon your house. There is no getting around it. Everyone in this room knows exactly what I'm talking about in this day and hour we're living in. We are all facing unbelievable circumstances that we had never dreamed that we would face five years ago. It wasn't in our thought 10 years ago, but we are living it out today and it's a reality. The winds are blowing. The rain is falling. The waves are dashing against us. But he said, if you will hear my word, if you will do my word, 
That's the directive. Then if you do that and build your house upon the rock, it's going to stand. That is my promise. That's my gift to you on this Sunday morning. Hear and obey my word. What a gift promised by the Lord Jesus Christ to all of us. There's a powerful gift in this house today and it's free according to Romans chapter five and verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, that's Jesus Christ, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. So when something is offered to us free of charge, it's human nature, it's the way we are. We have a tendency to think, well, it's free, then there must be something wrong with us. Something must be wrong with the gift or with what's trying to be pandered off to me. However, that's not true when it comes to the free gift God has promised to everyone in this house of worship this morning. The gift of God is given to us freely if we will hear and we will obey his word. Why is it free? Because we couldn't have afforded the gift of eternal life to begin with. So he made it free for us. Everyone in this room today, when you came to the Lord Jesus Christ, you came to him spiritually bankrupt. You came to him morally destitute. And you came to him unable to save yourself. The message today is about directives and promises and it's a simple message outlined by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome where he said in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the directive is call upon the name of the Lord. The promise is you will be saved. It was in the city of Jericho where blind Bartimaeus cried out to the Lord, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Others that day told him to hold his peace and be quiet, but he cried all the more. He got the attention of the Lord. When he called on the name of the Lord, when he called on Jesus that day, not only did the Lord Jesus Christ hear him, but the Lord also healed him. I'm just preaching to you a simple message today that if you call, he will answer. If you reach, he will touch you. If you take a step forward, he will draw nigh to you. Following his incredible sermon on the mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, we read this scenario concerning his interaction with a leper that day in Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. When Jesus was come down from the mountain... Great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Two things you need to know about this passage. Number one, the leper was not supposed to be any closer to Jesus than 40 paces, but he came right up to where he was at. The second thing you need to know, it was against the law 
for Jesus to touch him. But on that day, the lawgiver was present. And the one that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all we can ask or think, transcended time from Old Testament to New and revealed himself as the one that was not only able to touch that leper, but he was also able to heal him with an attitude that came from the Lord, I will. I want someone to know today that the Lord Jesus Christ is here and his message to you is, I will. If you will ask, you will receive. If you will call on the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, I promise you that his power will defend you against every accusation, charge, indictment, and condemnation that Satan is bringing against your mind, your heart, your soul, and your spirit. And if you call on him, I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to leave you standing by yourself, but he's going to come next to you and defend you. Hallelujah. All you have to do is call. The directive is call on me and I will answer. I will draw close to you in the moment that you call me. If you call on Jesus, his holiness will cleanse you this morning. If you call on Jesus Christ, his justice will justify you. His mercy will mold and shape you. His truth will empower you. And his word will uphold you. What is the directive, pastor? You gotta call on him. When you call on him, you will hear the promise. He said that he will hear and answer your prayer this morning. That's the message today. It's found in John 14, starting at verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. Mm, that is the directive. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter and he might be ab abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. He dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come again. He said in this passage, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is the directive. Now there rests upon us a responsibility to ask. Now we had an incredible revival the last three Sundays with some wonderful men of God who brought forth a word and our evangelist brother Morgan last Sunday preached a word and talked about you gotta, you've gotta say it and you've gotta believe it. You've gotta speak it and then you've got to believe it. The directive is you've got to say it. Hallelujah. The promise is if you say it, you'll receive it. That's according to the word of God. And so this morning in the office, before we came out here, I asked the elder, Brother Bud Mason, I said, do you have a word for us today? And he said, yes, I do. He said, I heard, I heard the preacher last Sunday saying that God could do anything. And he said, now this may not make sense to you, but I had a piece of equipment that was broken down. And he said, you know what? I heard the word of God last Sunday. And Lord, I'm believing you to take care 
of this situation with this piece of equipment, it's not working. I need it to work in Jesus' name. And it started working. Now, no, that's okay. It, it may not, it, that may not be real big to you, but for an 80 plus year old man that's walked with him for about 65 years, he's got a relationship with him and he just simply said, I believe that when I ask, God's gonna take care of it. I just believe God's gonna take care of it. And my mind went immediately to my aunt and uncle Bob and Jean Day, my stepfather's brother and his wife, who traveled across the state of Michigan until they got to South Bend, Indiana at midnight, and they still had 120 miles to go to Indianapolis. They were on empty. They had driven all day long on that one last tank of gas. And when they got to South Bend with 120 miles to go, they were on empty. This is back before there was credit cards. This is back when you paid cash for everything. There was no charging the gas at a gas station and they were on empty. And I remember in a testimonial service when my uncle Bob got up and said, I just wanna tell you that for 120 miles, we prayed the favor of God upon our situation and we didn't run out of gas. We drove on empty for 120 miles. Now, I believe that. I believe that, God, we, we don't have to have that because we got credit cards. But there are some people that will tell you that they remember when they obeyed the directive that God gave them and God fulfilled a promise. I'm challenging someone to step out of your prey to predictability and step into the favor of God and trust God, listen to his word, obey his word, and watch the promise. You want the promise? Obey the word of God and the promise is coming down your dusty. That, that same lady, Jean Day, I called her Aunt Jean before she was my aunt by her brother-in-law marrying my mother. You figure that out. Hallelujah. Called her Aunt Jean all my life. And Aunt Jean sat on the second row of our church. I don't ever remember her giving a testimony I don't remember her ever singing a song. I, I, I just remember her being faithful to the house of God. And I remember her worshiping the Lord and loving God, but she wasn't a Sunday school teacher. She wasn't a hostess. We didn't even have hostesses back in those days. Uh, all we had was ushers and you better be good or they'll tap you on the shoulder and take you out. <laughs> and so there she is on the second row, on the second row and that's where you would find her. But on a Saturday afternoon, her three-year-old granddaughter, born deaf, born deaf, is playing in the kitchen on the kitchen floor with pots and pans at the feet of her grandmother, Jean. And Jean turned around and said, okay, that's enough. This is my granddaughter, born deaf, the preacher said that you're a healer. So she walked over to her granddaughter, put her fingers in her ears and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, heal my granddaughter. 
When she took her fingers out, the little three-year-old screamed and hollered because she was hearing for the first time. I was at Jean's funeral about 20 years ago and that little girl walked in at about 28 years of age and I'm telling you, she walked in with perfect hearing to this day. I'm just telling you that if you ask, he said you shall receive. If you seek, ye shall find. If you knock, it shall be opened. The directive is we must ask, we must knock, we must seek, and we will find. I'm here to tell you today that the Holy Ghost wants to reveal itself to you in a powerful way. You've carried weights you don't have to carry. You've dealt with devils you don't have to deal with. You've got sicknesses God wants to heal. I'm telling somebody it's time to stand up and say, I'm going to obey the Word of God. I'm going to trust the Word of God. I'm going to believe the Word of God, and I'm going to receive from the Word of God. On this Sunday, it's a directive. It's a directive. Hallelujah. We got to telling stories in the office, and that's why we was late coming out here for service. And, and I, I told him, I said, Listen, guys, I want to remind you of the miracle I saw in Ethiopia. A blind man came to those services three days in a row, his eyes had a cloudy look over them, scales on his eyes, never had seen before. And here he is coming to this incredible Ethiopian crusade. And Billy Cole called for the man to be brought to the platform. And Billy Cole said, God's getting ready to heal him. And that takes, you know, that takes pretty strong faith to make a statement to thousands of people, God's getting ready to heal this blind man. And they brought him to the platform and I'm standing about three deep and Brother Cole is up praying for him and the man just has hollow, a hollow look in his eyes and just staring into nothingness. And Brother Cole said, by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over this man's eyes, heal him in Jesus' name. And I watched the scales fall off of his eyes and his eyes went from being cloudy to being perfectly clear and I saw him see for the first time and he absolutely went crazy. I'm just telling you right now that God is not a God just of Ethiopia or Aunt Jean. God is a God that's in this house today and the message he gave me last night to bring to this church is there's a directive and if you'll obey the directive I believe God is here to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask but somebody clap your hands unto the Lord and praise God for his victory he's able he's able hallelujah he's able what a promise that God has given to us he said in this passage, I've got to read this again to you. He said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. That's the Holy Ghost. The comforter that he may abide forever, even the spirit of truth when he, which the world could not receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him because he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. What a promise. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He will dwell, according to this passage, 
he that dwelleth with you shall, here's the promise, he that dwelleth with you shall be in you. The prophet Joel prophesied that in the last days God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Jesus Christ promised that in the last days the comforter would come. We are living in the last days. We have experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We have witnessed the outpouring of God's Spirit upon all flesh. And I know we sing that song and I'm not putting it down and I'll sing it again, but what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. I love that song. I don't mind singing it, but I'm not waiting till then. What a day this is today that we have the authority and the power. I don't have to wait till eternity to see him. I can see him today. He, he's... We have a tendency to push everything off in the future. The future is now. What a day this is. Joel prophesied it. Jesus promised it. This is our day. Let the Holy Ghost reign today and let the power of God flow today. Woo! Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. And when they heard this, I'm almost finished. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Woo. Then Peter said unto them, here's the directive. Here's what you do. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's the directive. Here's the promise. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So I say to this congregation this morning, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And the promise is, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Could I get a witness in this house of someone who has repented and been baptized and you received the gift? Is there anybody here that received the gift of the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost will make a way. The Holy Ghost will bless you. The Holy Ghost will guide you. The Holy Ghost will change you. The Holy Ghost will transform you. The Holy Ghost is God's Spirit that's promised to you. Come on, somebody, clap your hands unto the Lord and shout with a voice of victory. Woo! Hallelujah. Why should, why should, I'm going to close with this, maybe. Why should, why should a person be born again according to John chapter 3, Nicodemus and Jesus, and you know that dialogue. Why should a person be born again of the water and of the spirit? Well, let me just, let me just ask this question. Why shouldn't we be born again again? If you received the Holy Ghost 10 years ago, 
or 10 minutes ago, why not receive it again? Let's receive the Holy Ghost again and again. As an evangelist, I had one stipulation that I put up on my ministry. As personal, this was personal for me. I made a commitment to God. Lord, every time I pray somebody as an evangelist through to the Holy Ghost, Lord, I'm going to get it again. I got the Holy Ghost a few times. Whoo, hallelujah. I got renewed in the Holy Ghost. Why should a person be born of the water and of the Spirit? Why should we be born again and again? According to Titus chapter 3, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us, born again. By what? The washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. I've come on this last and fourth Sunday of revival to say to New Life Christian Center, we have an objective today and we have a directive today and we have the will of God today and the will of God is for everybody in this room who has never received the Holy Ghost to receive it. That'd be a good time to clap your hands right there. Let's try it again. There is a divine directive. It is the will of God for every person who has never received the Holy Ghost that's watching online or that's in this service. It is God's will for you to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. Oh, yes. And I'm going to take it one step further. It is the will of God. It is absolutely the will of God for everyone who's ever received the Holy Ghost to be refilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this house today. God wants to pour his spirit out upon all flesh on this day. Let it flow. Let it flow, Jesus. Let it fall, Lord. Hallelujah. From the east to the west, the front to the back, give us a baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe God wants to give us a gully washer. I believe God wants to flow through this place and fill you again with the Holy Ghost. If it's been a while since you've talked in tongues, you need to talk in tongues today. If it's been a long time since you allowed the Holy Ghost to flow through you, God wants to fill you with his spirit today. Let it flow. Hallelujah. I feel it coming. There's a rustling. There's a rushing mighty wind that's coming. There's a rustling in the mulberry tree. I feel it coming. Get ready. It's coming from the east to the west, the north to the south. God wants to fill everybody in this house with the Holy Ghost. You can have it. You can receive it. You can get it. It belongs to you. It's got your name on it. Don't let anybody take it away from you. It's your gift that God's given to you. So what, what does regeneration mean? Regeneration by definition means he re, in this scripture, he replaces our sin with his salvation. Woo. He replaces our sin with his salvation. My Lord. In other words, he replaces our grief 
with gladness, misery with comfort, darkness with light, despair with a living hope. And there are people in this room that can attest to the fact that when they were born again, they were a drunkard and now they're not. They lied, but now they tell the truth. They were a thief, but now they're honest. They were a hypocrite, but now they're holy. They was lost, but now they're saved. I could go on and on and on. They were out, but now they're in. They were down, but now they're up. Hallelujah. They have a new name written down in glory. Hallelujah. I've, I've, I've got this gift that's inside of me. It's a regenerating gift. It's a renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's a flowing of God's Spirit. He wants to flow through you today. He wants the Holy Spirit to flow through every portion of your body today. Amen. Woo. So, back to our text. Get ready. Get ready on this Sunday morning. I'm fixing to lay hands on you. Y'all can get so quiet and quench so much of the Holy Ghost that quick. But I know what he told me. So silence is golden. I take your silence as God really working on you. Woo. Hallelujah. I'm fixing to read the last, this last scripture. And it was our text. Does everybody love me? Yes. Hallelujah. Are you all right? Yes. A little Holy Ghost preaching this morning. Yes. A little directive that we ought to follow. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I, the, the, the reason I'm preaching this today is because when you're going through a trial and a test, and a situation, you need his spirit. I will tell you that what has kept Brother Bob McCarthy is the Holy Ghost. I will tell you what's going to keep Brother Eddie and Sister Tammy. It's the Holy Ghost. The comforter is going to be with them. I can tell you what's going to make a difference in your marriage. It's the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you what's going to make a difference in your afternoon today. It's the Holy Ghost. Woo! Hallelujah. Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Here's the promise. In my name, they will cast out devils. Mm, Lord, have mercy. In my name, they will cast out devils. Every devil has to go. Every temptation has to go. Every fear has to go. Everything that the enemy's brought against you has to go. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And everybody said, thank God for the promise. Oh, thank God for the promise today that's in this house that's available to everyone here. Would you pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your presence. 
Hallelujah, for it's in your presence where we find the fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Everything we need is in you, Jesus. Everything we desire comes from you. Every good and perfect gift is from above. You sent the good and perfect gift, your spirit into our hearts, into our minds, into our souls. And I'm praying, Lord, that you will baptize New Life Christian Center on this Sunday morning with a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. You promised it in the Old Testament. You promised it in the New Testament. You promised that it would be ours in this day and hour. It's a promise we're standing on right now. And I'm praying, Lord, for the Holy Ghost and the fire to fall upon this room this morning and baptize every heart, every mind, every soul, every lukewarm Christian, every on fire Christian. Touch us all, Lord, from top to bottom, front to back in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall in this room in Jesus' name. I pray for every minister that when they lay hands on people today, there will be an anointing that will destroy the yoke. God, you're here to destroy yokes today. You're here to make a way out of no way. You're the creator that'll make a way when there is no way. You know how to reach down, Lord, when our hearts are heavy and lift the heavy load. You know how, Lord, to make a way. We've been through so much as a church, God, as the body of Christ, not only new life, but around the world. We have faced so much, God, and you're sending a message to this church today that all we need is you. Hallelujah. So we stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. We will pray in the Holy Ghost. We will seek the Holy Ghost. We will trust you, Lord Jesus, in this day. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.